Hello and welcome back to the Manchester Weekly from The Mill. I'm Molly Simpson, one of those staff writers here at The Mill, and today I'm joined by my colleague Jack Tilhanty. Jack, hi. Hi, how are you? Good, how's it going with you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Glad to be back on the uh, podcast as ever. Great to have you back. So today we're talking about neighbourhood wars and low-level tension in Fallowfield. The student population has grown massively in Greater Manchester in recent years, mostly concentrated in this South Manchester neighbourhood. Jack, you've been out at pubs in Fallowfield all week and you've just filed a brilliant story that really tells us why these long-time residents in Fallowfield are not having a great time when it comes to living in a student party area. Mm. So we'll get into that in a minute. But first, we have to thank our sponsor for this week's episode of the podcast, Massive thanks to RHS Glow at RHS Bridgewater. This is a stunning light show at one of Greater Manchester's best gardens. So this year's programme includes interactive sculptures, which allow you to create your own light art and a magical winter light trail. After that, you can warm up with some festive food and drink, even pick up a few Christmas presents for the green-fingered friends in the gift shop. If you don't have a car, you can get the bus 35 from the city centre, which drops you right outside, and then it's just a short walk down to the gardens. It started this week, and it runs all the way until the end of December, so tickets can be purchased via the link which we'll put in the description of this week's podcast. So thanks very much to RHS Glow for sponsoring us. So today we're talking about Fallowfield, a neighbourhood in South Manchester where long-time residents and the students are embroiled in a little bit of a neighbourhood war. Jack, can you start off by telling us a little bit about the neighbourhood? So yeah, Fallowfield's like a South Manchester neighbourhood made up of these like old Victorian terraces that all mm. branch off Wilmsall Road. And over the past few years, it's become kind of a de facto student village. Like if you talk to someone about Fallowfield, it's like, oh yeah, that's where all the students live. And it's kind of often forgotten that it's a really, it's a residential area with a a lot of students living in it mm. and that's sort of what the basis of the story is we were contacted by residents there and we'd heard a bunch about it already there's already been a lot covered about how difficult it can be to live in this part of Manchester if you mm. aren't a student and yeah it's kind of developed this personality which sort of forgets the fact that there's other people living there it kind of sometimes would like some of the mm. streets on this area are over 90 percent student lets with like wow. two or three Wow. owner occupiers on them who just you wouldn't really consider yeah so it's a kind of interesting area in that respect definitely i i mean all this goes i lived in fallowfield for a couple of years when i was a student at the university of manchester and it feels very much geared towards students there's lots of takeaways pubs bars cafes not that these aren't necessary things that a long-time resident wouldn't enjoy but it it's definitely marketed towards a, a quite transient population who are in their party years yeah exactly and kind of mostly there to enjoy a bit of, of fun not really stay there and improve the social fabric of the neighborhood and invest in their local community but have a bit of a laugh and then maybe move somewhere else to to put down roots yeah, it does. It is a little bit the problem with it, I suppose, and what some of the residents feel is that they feel as though they're a bit of a disposable area. Mm. It's somewhere that you would just stick around for a year or so. You don't really put down roots or invest that much, and you know, at the end of the day or at the end of the term, you're going to go anyway. Mm. So you don't have that same long-term uh, thought process about the area. Mm. And as you say, the way that the local economy's changed there is really interesting. The way that that the whole place has kind of remade itself to tailor to student needs which really when you think about raising a family there or anything like that it's just not really conducive at all Mm. to that kind of lifestyle um, or that kind of area so yeah that's one of the quite interesting things that comes out of the story yeah and that transience is one of the big reasons why community cohesion has been so difficult isn't it Mm. you try and establish 
a relationship with your neighbours who might all be students, but then they're leaving in eight months and you'll have new people in yeah. and it starts again. Yeah, exactly. But I guess an important thing to get onto next would be why this neighbourhood? Why do so many students elect to spend their second and third years of university living in, in Fallowfield? Yeah, I think, well, first you need to like put in a bit of context to look mm. at the sort of demand that there is on student bed space in Greater Manchester now. So earlier this year, Litchfield, which is a sort of consultancy and planner, found that student enrolments for the 2020-21 term created a demand for 6,300 additional bed spaces for students in Greater Manchester. Then the enrolment in the following term bumped that up to 9,000. Wow. So that's like an entire whole neighbourhood yeah. of people that need to be accommodated that's for. That's huge. And students going into places like Fallowfield, often in the second and third year, as you point out, is for a few different reasons. First, there's not enough what we call purpose-built student accommodation. So that's the sort of all under one roof. The thing that you would originally think of when you think about first going to uni, like a mm. halls of residence, everything that's there is kind of tailored to a student's needs. It's a very mm. simple living arrangement. But the problem with Manchester unis is that, for the most part, there isn't enough of that stuff to house first, second and third year. So you're normally only guaranteed a space in halls for your first year or if you're an, uh, an international student. So then once you go into second year, you leave halls and you have to go into the mainstream rental market. A lot of people go to Fallowfield, again, because a lot of people were already in Fallowfield because that's where one of the biggest student halls of residence is. The rent's quite low. It's close to the university. And as we say, the sort of kickback of those first two reasons is that the place has now tailored itself to accommodate that kind of community and that kind of lifestyle. So it just makes sense that you will mm. then move over a few streets into the Victorian terraces. Often they're all HMOs, so houses of multiple occupations. Some of these ones I'm talking like will get carved up to house 19 people, basically turning what at one point were family houses into blocks of flats. Wow. It's, it's what you hear about when you look at the way that these places have been changed is crazy. But yeah, as you said, the, what this has caused, this is basically the stuff that local residents who've been there for a long time take umbrage with. Mm. What kind of specific issues do residents have with living by side by side with students? It's exactly the sort of thing that you would expect, like yeah. noise, antisocial behaviour, not necessarily antisocial behaviour from students, and that's a really key point to make, mm. is that a lot of these residents who are angry about the situation aren't necessarily anti-student by any means they just understand that if you have too high a density of students in this area which again is a kind of something that you can argue about till you blue in the face really but like <laughs> you know you some people say that the tipping point for an area is 10 percent, and 10%. then some streets in fallowfield are like 96 percent mm. generally fallowfield in the in the uh, 2021 census 54.7 percent of its population were students so over half of the people that live in this area are students wow which means you could kind of extrapolate and say over half of the people who live there won't live there <laughs> in the next year someone else who's also a student will and mm. the issues that that causes again there's less investment in the area so stuff like bins bins are a huge issue there mm. because things aren't disposed of correctly litters everywhere and you know if you look up some of the alleyways behind the sort of more heavily populated student areas it can be a bit of a nightmare and the antisocial behavior that attracts like open dealing sort of drug dealer business cards being mm. put through the door and that kind of thing like one guy told me a story when a group of students basically set dj decks up in their front garden opposite <laughs> his house and he was saying it was really embarrassing because his mum and dad had just come <laughs> to see his new house that he just bought with his yeah. like wife and daughter <laughs> and they're, like they sat there in the front room trying to have a conversation and these guys are like outside like spinning decks and thinking <laughs> <laughs> and it's just sort of like that is you could imagine how obviously you could imagine how irritating that is but also just how like 
you would feel like not like a bit of an idiot but like a bit of an idiot because you're like yeah i've moved into my own house and it's really great i'm in this great place and then you find yourself on like a student street yeah and that's what i think is quite ironic not to go on too long on that point but the number of residents who i spoke to who were kind of like you know i moved here because i wanted that sort of vibrant community aspect of bohemia Mm. it's basically just tipped too far the other way for them now Mm. which i think is interesting as well so an argument kind of emerges that Manchester City Council has kind of allowed the area to become very oversaturated by students, these landlords taking out big HMO licences, the university expanding so quickly. But you had some pushback on that, is that right? Well, yeah, so the council and the university obviously have a bit of a pa- obviously have a partnership. Mm. To say that it's one group or the other is difficult. Part of what the story is about is a new application that's just been put in by the university mm. to expand Fallowfield Campus, which is a really big complex of this purpose-built stuff. So mm. the whole argument is that we need more purpose-built student accommodation if we're going to take the pressure off of Fallowfield. So like, obviously it gets put, it gets called PBSA because everything has to be abbreviated. But a really good example of um, something you might know better of PBSA is like Vita Living on Oxford Road. So these are these like very big fancy private purpose-built student accommodation blocks they go for like 330 pound a week is the most affordable option that's so expensive the, not exactly for student accommodation student loan and then, would not cover that no not at all so it's very popular with like international students which we know the university of manchester are very interested in attracting and then you have places like fallowfield where it's like 160 a week so mm-hmm. they're always going to have what, what we need is more affordable private purpose-built oh well not necessarily it doesn't have to be private can be built by the university but more affordable purpose-built student accommodation and this is what the plan is with owens park is to expand it our fallowfield campus as it's known at the minute but it's on owens park and to expand it by 950 bed spaces so it has capacity for 5400 students and the argument is returning students so the second and third years who would usually move out into the mainstream rental market will stay in halls Mm. so the residents kind of reject that idea because they think one if you look at last year there was a group of first year students who couldn't even get the guaranteed quote-unquote places in halls of residence they were given money to like defer the place or they were asked to go and live in liverpool so if you make more capacity that's probably going to go mostly to first year students Mm. there's also this thing where as we were talking about before Fallowfield has changed itself or remade itself to kind of accommodate this community and it's become a kind of rite of passage for a lot of students mm. it's like right you finish your first year then you go and move into Fallowfield with your mates basically you probably were in halls of residence with people you didn't really know you've made friends on your course now you all get to live together in a house and have that experience a lot of them aren't going to want to turn that down mm. like when I spoke to a f- bunch of different students while I was out the other day and I asked them, if the university offered you a place in halls in second and third year, would you take it? They were like, no. Unless there was like an amazing financial incentive. So unless mm-hmm. they can make it as affordable as Fallowfield rents, mm-hmm. or, le- or even more affordable than Fallowfield rents, the argument is that that idea won't work. It won't actually take pressure off HMOs in Fallowfield or that community. And when I spoke to Simon Merriwest about this... He, this is the Director of Student Experience. The Director of Student Experience at University yeah. of Manchester, yeah. He, you know, he said, listen, we don't support the number of HMOs that are going up in Fallowfield. We want more students to live in PBSA. That's why we're doing this development and we want it to kind of work in conjunction with other PBSA developments that are going to come down the line. But then when I said, you know, he basically said that it isn't our intention for people to carry out on moving out into Fallowfield. But at the end of the day, the university can't socially engineer where Mm. people go or what they do. Mm. And if there's this whole culture around moving into Fallowfield, how do you stop it? 
That feels like a really key point and why it, it maybe doesn't entirely make sense to lay blame at the university's door. Like students have this massive tradition of, of moving into house shares in Fallow Field mm. and, and living that party experience. And I don't know how likely it is that that's going to change overnight. Yeah, and it builds into sort of general commercialization of a university experience, doesn't it? Like mm. you are sold this, not dream, but this idea, especially when you come to Manchester, like me and you both went to uni in Manchester. I know there was a number of people that I met who, when I asked them, like, why here? You know, it, it was ne- they were never here for the course. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was always like, <laughs> I wanted to come to Manchester. Because it's, yeah, exactly. Like, no one comes here. Well, obviously some people might. I'm not saying that that, like, but I think the majority of people don't. Mm. And they want to be able to take that. And Fallowfield has developed that sort of aura and reputation as a place that you do that in. So to try and undo that is a very difficult thing. So the residence argument is, if you put 950 more students in here, they'll just leak out after first year and they'll put more pressure on the housing market here. Mm. because what you end up with as well in places like Fallowfield and other areas of Greater Manchester where you find a lot of students is you end up with working people and working families competing in the rental market with students and that's what drives up rents Mm. and that's you know another driver of high rents in in Manchester generally demand Um, yeah Yeah. basically just demand exactly yeah and as it happens students are quite sympathetic to to the residence points You, you spoke to quite a few people this week who seem to empathise with the idea of being a long-time resident living next to, to people who, who don't treat like this like their home. Yeah, that was the interesting thing about the story, that these things do often have like the potential to become super like, oh, it's just old fuddy-duddy. It's the town and gown thing, isn't it? Town and gown. Town and gown. It's where you have like the town, which is like the people who live in the area that the university's in, who have right. always been from there. They're kind of like oiks, basically. And then you have yeah. the gown, which is like the urbane students who come uh. in and bring in like new ideas or they develop the local economy because they attract businesses or stuff like that but they don't get along because you know and that's not really the case in Manchester at all like a lot of the people who live in Fallowfield and have for a long time went to the University of Manchester as well and they were students and they know what it's like but the whole point is when we were students and we were here there wasn't this many of us this density is uncontrollable Mm. and what's interesting is they both sympathise with each other as you say they understand that students want to be able to have this time in their life and the students also understand they probably are quite difficult to live around mm. when you ask a student would you live in Fallowfield if you weren't a student like you know five years after leaving uni many of them are like no I'd rather live in Chorlton you know and it's, there yeah. is a sort of understanding where but then you know you are told these stories where a resident will complain about a noise or something get a noise payment order and then they'll have a sort of argument with a group of students will be like why 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 are you even here this is a student place people ask that you know like, yeah why like, are you, even... you know like what wow. Like, this is a student, because there is, you know, the residents describe, like, a feeling of invisibility mm. because there's such a focus on the student population. Yeah, and the the students who are kind of there and understand the fact that they are difficult to live around, again, it's hard to get past the fact that they're not going to be there for that long, so they don't have the reason. There's not the incentive to invest in the community and be like, okay, I'm going to be a really good neighbour. And even if they do, as you made the point earlier, it will probably take a few months for them to realise, and then by the time they do realise, they'll move out, and someone else will move in, and the whole cycle will start again. Yeah, it's um, a bit of an age challenge as well, isn't it, right? Like, we forget that the students moving into Fallowfield, they're 18 or 19, generally speaking and yeah, it's years. students and I think teenagers <laughs> in my experience uh, maybe don't have that maturity that, that people in their mid to late 20s or 30s do when they think about their neighbours and being neighbourly and sort of civic minded it's yeah. a bit of you're learning to be an adult in the world and you're learning to compromise and, and be around other people and there's also the sense that there's a sort of a safety net 
Mm. Or not a safety net, but like one of the groups that I was speaking to, these three girls that I met in house, one of them called Natalia, who if I remember she's a second year economic student at UOM. Mm. She was like, you know, it feels like for a lot of us that this isn't really like real life yet. Like we're not doing mm. it properly. It's almost like this is the practice run of what it would like be like mm. to have a house. But the reality is you do have it and you are living opposite actual people who own these houses. And yeah, it's just this sort of cycle for a lot of people that I can imagine is difficult. I mean, I know it is because I've been told by multiple people that it's just hard. Yeah, I can imagine it is. I mean, we experienced this on Thursday evening. We were out in Valleyfield and we tried to get into a bar called 256 and we were told, no, this is for students only. So you yeah. can imagine that being difficult. Yeah, I know, like residents have talked about trying to get into like jazz nights and stuff and they're being told like, oh no, that's actually only students. Yeah, it's funny. That's a strange thing. One person said, you know, it's where do you draw the line between like pro-student and anti-community or pro-student and anti-resident? Right. Which is quite an interesting parallel to draw. And I think that really speaks to the issue is who's prioritised in these areas. Mm. And then also as student populations grow, is it going to be that the answer is clustering more purpose-built stuff closer to the city centre where students might not necessarily want to live or they might mm. not be able to afford to live there? Mm. Or do you kind of put it in re- maybe a bit of an extreme term, but do you just sort of sacrifice these communities mm. further down Wilmsall Road and just allow the student population to spread? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's an answer for the next few years, I suppose. For sure, and we'll return to that soon. And what's the council's perspective on this story? You spoke to Gavin White, who is the executive member for housing, is that correct? Yeah, so it's worth remembering that like this application is being put forward by the uni. Mm. So the council haven't had necessarily had much involvement in the consultation process. But Gavin White, whose ward is actually Old Moat, and Old Moat includes some of these contested parts of Fallowfield, yeah. told me that actually what they're seeing, if you look at the number of tax-exempt student households so obviously some student house if you have households full of students so only students living there they won't pay certain taxes like council tax and stuff like that over the past few years there's fewer of those tax-exempt student households in Fallowfield and more closer to the city centre that's interesting the residents who you sense a huge amount of mistrust in the council Mm. and with the uni and they probably do feel a little bit like these are two arrayed forces against them because you can't help when you feel the way that these people feel i don't blame them for getting in that kind of way they feel that this idea is a bit fallacious there was a map that was sort of showing this change but then they're like but we know these streets and we know that there are hmos on there and if Mm. the hmo isn't all student and there is someone paying taxes there Mm. then it wouldn't show up on the map in the same way Mm. and the hmos themselves have gotten bigger because landlords have been able to put extensions on them and stuff like that so the hmo that at one point as i said before hmo once might have meant like okay there's six people living there but now we know there can be upwards of like 12 15 people living there so it does kind of change the dynamic of it Mm. um but Ultimately, I think if a place has undergone that sort of like Frankenhouse process where it's been carved up to make space for like over 15 people, it's very difficult to return that <laughs> to its old form of like, okay, this is a family house now. Mm. It's not something that people are going to want to buy. If yeah. you were trying to sell your house to someone and they said, oh, by the way, either side of you is a 
15 person hmo full of students they'll mm. just go cool probably not gonna buy that <laughs> so like <laughs> you only you, you they end up in a difficult situation where they might only end up selling them to landlords which then their own houses get turned into hmos although there are sort of laws around stopping that in certain areas of fallowfield now but it's quite technical to get into right now but trying to get the neighborhood back to whatever it may have been in say the 80s where there was a student population but it wasn't so big and it didn't only cater to that population to me it just feels like a bit of an impossibility like Fallowfield will always have lots of students in it the question is will it be always have to be too many or will they be able to bring that density down I guess that's like the the key mm. question it's a big question to ask Jack thanks so much for joining us this week that's all um, right. to read more about this story and its developments please do head to manchestermill.co.uk slash subscribe to join us as a paying subscriber you'll get full access to all our archive of great reporting plus you'll be able to read Jack's brilliant story which came out this weekend for now thank you so much for being here with us this week thanks for being here with me Jack cheers thanks and um, we'll see you next week mm.